We're flying on your wings. What's up? Soaring on the backs of eagles. Nah, bro. We ain't flying that way, cuh. We're going to ride on some backs of horses. Nah, you know? bro. We ain't flying that way, cuh. Nah, cuh. I don't even cuh. be banging. Nah, shit. cuh. Nah, bro. Nah, dog. Nah, shit, bro. bro. We don't bang that way, cuh. Oh, nah. Hell nah, man. Rep your set, cuh. Rep your set. <laughs> That's too old for Austin. I, I was going to say, I knew somebody would get it. That was on, like, I want to say maybe NFL Street or, like, a Madden 03. Bro, who were y'all we doing? could get NFL Street again. You can. I'd have to quit the pro. No, if I had an Xbox. Nah, like, you can get it on your computer. You got it, you got it on game. Uh, it's mad easy. You just get an emulator uh, for, like, the that PS2 shit. or whatever, and then you just, like, download it for free and then play it. Street 2, man. That's the game I want to play more than any other game out there. Uh, Street 2 is bomb. Street, See, Street, was, Street, Street 2 was 1 nice. was so classic. Smeared but exactly. Quid. All that it did was it added the running on the walls thing and like the super moves like up the walls. Like Ricky yeah, that was Williams cool. on the cover. Like, but he was man. unstoppable. Street Not 1 with Tony Street. Gonzalez. So Street 1 had Ricky on the cover, I believe. Yeah. And Street, Street 2 had Ocho. He wasn't in Street 2 because that's when he retired yep. that little bit. That's why I hated that and one. That, that game, we didn't have him. And when I met at a Dolphins event, I met Pat Sertan. And I was like, hey, bro, I was just using you in Street 2 like two weeks ago, bro. We ain't have Ricky in that one. And he's like, damn, <laughs> hey, bro, people still play that shit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actively. Yes, we do. And I ran it up on this fucking Eagles fan. Well, welcome back to another episode with the boys at the Pro Football Pod. We got the Week 13 review. Going to be talking to you about some stuff coming up next week as well. I wanted to give everyone a little bit of a heads up on what's going on so far with the playoffs this season. The Houston Texans and Chicago Bears are officially eliminated. Sad, sad clowns for all the Houston and uh, Chicago fans out there. We've got a couple of teams that are in the hunt that could easily make it in, and nobody has clinched at this point. Even if the Eagles were to lose out, they would not make the playoffs as of today. We do have some good things to go over. Before we get into all of that, we're going to quickly cover some injuries. Last week, Lamar Jackson went down with a knee injury. It looks like it's going to be a minimum of one to four weeks. Jimmy G., uh, initial reports were saying out for the season, but it looks like it's going to be a minimum of seven up to eight weeks for him to come back as well, which could be late into the playoffs um, by then. Dolphins signed offensive tackle Eric Fisher because of Austin Jackson going on IR. He probably won't be ready for a week or two, but it's good at signing. Kenneth Walker jammed ankle. We don't have a lot of information besides that. Josh Jacobs is limited in practice. Uh, still don't know much more, but it's likely that he's going to be playing this week. Mike Williams is back at practice, finally, for all those people that invested that early second-round pick. Cincinnati's tight end, Hayden Hurst, has been ruled out. Second or third-round pick. Cortland Sutton did not return in the game. We still don't know much more as far as whether or not he's going to miss time. Everyone's got their, their prayers out for him. Tua Tagovailoa has an ankle injury. He's expected to play Week 14. Doesn't seem like it's a big deal. His pride was probably more hurt than anything. Michael Carter uh, the second returned for one play before being taken out again. 
Uh, looks like it's probably not good for their backfield. They had a really big um, running back by committee after uh, Michael Carter went down. Traylon Dawn Burks of the is a night, baby. Hey, the new the new blood. Traylon Burks made the most amazing concussed catch of the season. Made it for a touchdown. Boy, strong holds onto the ball no matter what. Uh, looks really good for the Titans' future, but not for him. Uh, he's going to be on concussion protocol this week, so we'll see more. Probably not going to play this week, though. And Odell uh, did visit Dallas this week. Uh, reports say that he is failing the physical and that he's probably going to still be injured into January. So uh, the likelihood of him getting signed anytime soon is not high. Uh, six bye weeks. Him. Don't need him. I mean, you got Gallup, you got No Brown. We're rocking yeah, and rolling, baby. Lamb. We don't need that fucking... We don't need that shit. They just put up a 50-burger without him. Get and... Without the real defensive studs going off, but yeah, either way. For real, though. So, uh, the bye weeks this week, we're looking at the Falcons, Packers, Colts, Saints, Commanders, and Bears. So, you got somebody on that one of those teams, you better put somebody in, uh, or else that's going to find you uh, $10. So... All my it's, tight ends. It's $20. Oh, it's 20 My Bears. bad. I've never, never Saints. made that mistake, so I would never know. Uh, obviously. But yeah, for those that don't know, if you're ever in a league that I commission or I have a say in anything, it's $20 for an unset lineup. We don't play that shit. It should usually go to whoever wins first place, but I'm in one league where somebody imploded and left early in the season, and we have a guy that's taken the team over. He... He actually turned the team into a winning team and just barely missed the fucking playoffs. But he's getting all the fine money because, like, you should get something, bro. That was impressive. Like, good stuff. Yeah, I respect that. If there was another week well, and if the commissioner had it proper where the playoffs started next week, he 100% would have won his game this week and knocked somebody out. But so, Justin, any short points. You say that you respect that. It's Rudy. I still, I respect the process. <laughs> Changed it up a little bit. All right. I, I just wanted to make process. sure that everyone had all the information. Out you know, there. I've been want... watching a lot of Oz lately, like going back to those like 90s HBO shows here. I've just been in the bag and like, you know, you've got to respect, you know, the process of things. You don't always have to respect the person that it's happening to, but you know, you've got to let the system play itself out. I think that Arthur Juan Brown Sr., is needing some respect on his name. That man just got someone fucking fired after Sunday's performance. Titans fired GM after AJ Brown legitimately beats them single-handedly. So, thoughts? I I don't know if it was AJ Brown. I think it was more the video that was going around of the Philly fans turning around and just straight giving it to the Titans owner's box, which GM John Robinson was sitting in. And, like, just letting them hear it. And, I mean, that had to have played a factor. Like, your GM gets fired after a questionable trade, and it start, the video also started going around of after the trade was made, showing it in the draft room of Rabel getting up and, like, you know, rubbing his head, and just you could tell he was visibly frustrated because he wanted a deal done. He loved AJ. Yep. And it had to happen. Yeah, after all that and seeing how their season's gone and how Traylon Burks really hasn't panned out and that was supposed to be the plug-and-play replacement, he's not going to fire Vrabel. He's not going to fire the OC. He's got to fire somebody because fans want blood, so he gave him some blood. Like I mean, GM the guy drafted... 
he drafted AJ Brown, but like the fact that you couldn't get a deal done with him and you couldn't build any pieces around him to build an offense. I, Tannehill's the real problem over there. I think that Philly showed by beating the Titans, especially in the manner that they did, that they're a legitimate football team that's ready for the playoffs today. This whole who have they played thing kind of just went out the window. Um, at this point, I mean, do you guys, what teams do you see easily running through Philly in, in the postseason? Running I don't through see them. I don't yeah. see anybody running through them. I, it's a three-team race for the NFC to me. It's the at? Minnesota Vikings, the Philadelphia Philly or Phillies. Respect. They just, anyways. Uh, it's the Eagles, and I think the Niners. If they're able to get, it, reports came out today that Jimmy G has the possibility of being back in the playoffs. So if they can just get to the playoffs and get back to full strength, that defense, after what we saw this last week, bro, uh, that that defense and the rest of that team is legit. And there's no other teams in the NFC that scare you. I mean, Dallas, Dallas maybe. So I I, I would put Dallas in there. I'll say watch so, them out there, boy. A, a four-team <laughs> four race. Hey, Two-point game with the Giants going into the fourth quarter until the wheels blew off and your defense decided to step up. I'm just saying. I'm just Divi saying. Division game. You hey, know, wins division. a win, baby. That's all that matters. No, hey, hey, hats off. Good. I wasn't knocking you or anything. I Get just legit done, forgot about you because, just, you know, Dallas fans are always like, we're, we're in the Super Bowl. Talk about us in the Super Bowl. No, I'm not talking <laughs> about y'all. You talk about yourself. I'll give them, I'll, I'm not a Dallas fan, but I'll give them the truth. Like, they can hang with Philly, for sure. They've proven that, and, like, they might not be able to run through them, but if they can establish the run and defense plays like it just did, like, of course they can give the Eagles problems, and, of course, the Vikings can. If the Lions squeeze in, they're going to give anybody a problem because they're just a fucking problem. I don't think anyone in the NFC South can hang with anyone in the NFC East as a division. Maybe the Commanders, but... I At this point... Detroit looks like a contender, like already. They mm -hmm. might not make the playoffs this year. It's very, very, like they're five and seven. They need a lot they're of things to around. go the way they need to. They need to win out pretty much from this point forward to make it. I don't see that happening, but whether or not they, that happens, they still have a top four pick because of those trades that they made last year. Like they're already looking pretty. Uh, running the Rams pick because the Rams are just running shit into the ground. No, I like the way that Detroit set up. And to be honest, the way golf is played this year, I don't think you necessarily look to move on from him this year. I don't think you have to use that top five pick on a quarterback. Yes, it would be a luxury. You'd get to draft a guy to sit and, you know, don't immediately have to play him. But like I said in our last podcast, podcast the next year's draft class after this one those quarterbacks are the ones you want to target this year's they're good they're solid guys but if you have the luxury to wait a season i would so let me ask you if you were in that position drafting at four instead of looking at one of these top three guys between georgia alabama and ohio state are you instead looking to trade out of the fourth maybe trade back into the the early 10 or 15 range and get one of these quarterback heavy teams like needy teams to to get up there yes. and take some yeah yeah like if you don't need a quarterback in the top five and with three to four of them projected in the top 10 
that's immediately you're just on the phones selling to the highest bidder and setting yourself up for the future. Now, would you still take a guy in the third round? Fourth round, fifth round? Like, would you take somebody over Jared Goff? No, I'm saying a quarterback. Would you still well, take see, a... Well, you're, you're not taking a quarterback in the second, third, or fourth round to replace the guy you have. You're taking that as a flyer of this guy has something that we can see, but let's just get him in the building and see what we can do with them. You're, you're not taking those guys to replace a top pick like Jared Goff was. I mean, and like I said, the way he's been playing this year, I wouldn't necessarily look to replace him immediately. So, Sud, Baker Mayfield got cut today, and then on a little bit uh, after he got signed by the Rams, they say that he's likely to play this Thursday, which is nuts to me. Do you think that this is uh, – he he is not on the team after this year. He's a free agent. you think this is just so that they people don't think that they are trying to suck, or what do you think the move's for? McVay just wants to see what's actually going on with Baker because this was the former number one overall pick. And there is some talent there. We saw what McVeigh did automatically with Matt Stafford. We saw what he was able to do with Jared Goff. Like, McVeigh's a beast. Yeah. So he wants to see, all right, well, let's bring Bake in for these last couple months and run him through, you know, a couple months off season. If they, he's a guy that we someone. can work with, you know I mean, what I mean? He's definitely better like, than what's struggling. starting for them. Like, that's not a question. But does this help them win football games? I don't think they're looking to win football games right now. I think they're just looking to see what the fuck they have. That's why you're seeing more Kyron Williams and like Van Jefferson's the one and they're running like a lot of random stuff and quick to shut guys down. They want to see what they got. Of course, the Bobby Wagners of the world are still going to play like nonstop going hard. And so is Jalen Ramsey. But like, I don't think their goal is to win right now. I think Bake is just to kind of see what's good and see if maybe, maybe, you know, he might hit as a backup. Maybe he might push to start. Is this the biggest up and down a team's ever gone through, winning a Super Bowl and then being this bad? The Niners just did it. If you remember, they went to the Super Bowl, they had a couple of injuries, and then they had like a top whatever pick that they traded around. And And that's how they got Bosa. Yeah, and they started stacking. And if you go farther back, the same thing happened with Bosa, and they just kept hoarding picks. So, like, they do it all the fucking time. They don't care. They'll they'll have a shit season, shut it down midway through because Bosa's hurt, Jimmy G's hurt. They'll finish with three wins, get a top five pick, take a guy for later, and run it back next year. It's kind of smart. The amount of times I've heard that Purdy is looking so good, and I honestly think, honestly think, after watching that football game, that if you took a trained monkey and put him behind that offensive line that he could run that offense because it seems like Mr. Irrelevant. They literally have a name for the guy that's picked last because he doesn't matter. He was able to beat a top 15 defense. We don't have a top five defense anymore, but we're not slouches either. We weren't able to bring any pressure. There were constantly people open. I think that the best defense versus the best offense, in reality, it was their... Offense versus our defense was the real game changer in that whole game. You're talking about the 49ers offense? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you you kind of saw that our defense has pieces, but not enough to be able to get the pass rush and contain McCaffrey and contain Debo and hold Kittle and also hold Ayuk. Like, they low-key have enough weapons over there to keep you busy, and the whole time they're just trying to run the ball at you, so... 
Jordan Mason, Free Mason, Paul Mason, doesn't matter. Like, they're just going to plug and play whoever it is. That's why when Ayuk gets hurt, Ray Ray McLeod jumps up, and he just gets right after it. I think when you have a guy like Kyle Shanahan that is that much smarter than majority of humans, uh, and then you have his old protege freaking out, really trying to beat his boss, I think Shanahan was able to keep his cool and smoothly call his plays and run his game, and McDaniel and Boyer got shaken real early and were thinking too much. I honestly don't think it was that much McDaniel. It looked like Tua was shaken from the first snap. He was not throwing the passes that he normally throws. He was a little bit high or a little bit behind, and he picked it up in the third, end of the third or fourth quarter after that second pick. But until that point, he didn't even look like the Samoan sniper. He didn't look like the guy he's been all year. I think that was the best thing that could have happened to him. Tua was definitely off early, but there's a literal viral clip in the second quarter of McDaniel mouthing, I fucked up. Nah, I fucked up to the offensive huddle. Like That's good, though. That adversity. He's fucking up, and he takes accountability for it. But like, Having it happen now, up. that's where it matters. Like If it wasn't happening now, and it was happening if in the fucking postseason, that sucks. Like Then, fuck. Like Now everyone sees it. Yep. But yeah, got it out of our system. D'Amico Ryans is going to be a head coach in the NFL next year. That defense is absolutely elite. And for how bad the game looked and how, you know, how bad it looked to how Tua has played from what we've seen this season, as an off game, he's still first in almost every category efficiently. And there's only been two quarterbacks all season that have thrown for 275 yards and two or more touchdowns versus this defense, Tua and Patrick Mahomes. It was an off game. Like I said, I called it last week on, you know, I picked the Niners and first game of a three-game road stretch, protege coming in, like you said, there's just a lot on the table for that game. They needed to get it out of their systems. Like you said, you need to get a, a loss like that under your belt, honestly. You need to know what that tastes like, the mistakes that you made, what led to that loss. Correct it and move on. And I think this roster is built to do that. I think that the best thing that could have happened was as soon as we get done playing the 49ers, that we go to another team that's of a similar caliber so that we can prove that we're still the Dolphins. We're still what everyone thought we were three weeks ago and that we can still beat really good teams. And now we just go beat the Chargers and then nobody remembers the 49ers anymore. They stop talking about it. They say best defense first, best offense. They got them the first time. I think that that's the only acceptable outcome. That's about to say, you see that? That is the only acceptable outcome because if you lose this week, that's it. We're not going to hear the end of anything. We're frauds. Yeah. We're fucking overrated. We got lucky. And, and we have two more season. tough games after that. So now it's just a downhill Especially slope. Especially with all and... the shit that like uh, Emmanuel Acho has been spitting on Twitter about Tua versus Herbert. And he's even said like if Herbert wins this game and Tua looks bad again, he might have to delete his app because it's just going to be absolute turmoil all week long. It'll be hell on earth for all of us. I'm confident, though. Like, the Chargers don't look like a good squad to me. They've got a high-powered offense with weapons. If Mike Williams coming back, that's okay. But to me, with the way their receivers are, you don't have that speed, those high-flying guys out there for the Chargers necessarily. So 
the main guy to me you've got to look at is Josh Palmer or DeAndre Carter because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams can be guarded with our outside guys. So it's looking at Javon Holland looking over the top there for me and keeping Eckler out of the backfield. If you contain Eckler, I think they easily dominate this game. Thank also you. Also got to contain Gerald Everett. I'm reporting live from SoFi Stadium. Gerald Everett, bro, he can he could get busy. I he think could, he contains he himself he... most of the time, man. Like, Go he doesn't score touchdowns. Yards. Yeah, Like, he care. just, if he doesn't get in the end zone, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think that's enough about that, though. We talk about the Dolphins because we love them, and we're going to keep on loving them. Uh, this week, though, uh, Mike White has already been officially named the starter versus Buffalo. So that, I think that's huge. Uh, they're not even looking at going back to Zach. Uh, he had a great game, 369 yards, one rushing touchdown, two interceptions. He wasn't able to get any other offensive touchdowns besides his one rushing and the two picks. You got to protect that he ball. Sh- he should have got one. Our boy Braxton Berrios dropped one in the end Dr- uh, oh, I mean, in his fucking hands. Right in dude, the bread basket. Mike White's so, been looking great. Like so he has Austin, been looking good. Austin, do you Great think White, Mike oh White boy. has what? Don't even, don't even. Do oh. you think that Mike White has what it takes to take down Buffalo this week? Uh, big divisional game. I think he's got what it takes to cover that spread, but I don't, I don't know if he can take them down. I wouldn't be surprised though if he did. Honestly, you think like he covers the minus nine point five? I mean, the Jets have already beaten the Bills, haven't they? They did. Uh, they, they did. did. That, that defense gives Josh Zach Allen Wilson? troubles. Was that Wilson? No, it, it wasn't with Wilson. It was the last Flacco. week, the last Flacco? week of Flacco before Wilson okay. came back from injury. Still, I think Mike White's got what it takes to take them down. For sure, I I hope so. I mean, more than anything, if if Buffalo loses this week, then Dolphins are are back in first the division, uh, fighting for first overall. Sweet. So, I mean, that's what we're hoping for. Uh, I don't know. It, I, I don't think Zach Wilson gives Mike anything more than Mike White does. I think that the Jets might need to look quarterback again. I'll say this. Do you really? And this isn't a slight. I've given props to Jets all, all year on this podcast so far because I like what they're doing in that building. Mike White has impressed me in the five games I've seen him in the last two years mm-hmm. more than Zach Wilson has ever. Zach Wilson has made plays here and there, and he's had his little moments. But for a full game, Mike White is giving you what you're wanting out of your quarterback there. And like I said, I would ride with Mike White. He's still young. He's only 26 years old. They almost took down the Vikings. They were really close to it. I think the thing with White is he's giving the ball away. Uh, Like last year, for example, five touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's still young. He's still looking into things. Uh, You know, these young quarterbacks aren't going to be perfect. I think another good example is uh, Pittsburgh and what they're doing with, uh, with Pickett and Pickens. Pickett had a lot of interceptions his first five weeks, but these last four weeks he's been taking care of the ball. I think if Mike White can be that player that can take care of the ball and he's not 369 yards and no touchdowns tells me that this man is fucking slinging it. But whenever it gets to the tough part, he can't make shit happen. He can't make the reads. He's not doing what it takes. So that's a huge red flag for a player. That's why I say maybe look quarterback. Um, Even if it's on the first round. It does. It does. And it takes the right system. Right now you have a, a defensive head coach. You know, who's their offensive coordinator? I'm not sure. Um, maybe that's you, what it is. You need offensive linemen. Now. Yes, 
Don't look. Don't I mean, worry about the quarterback, bro. Yeah. You, okay. Well, I mean, with more. that, get an offensive line <laughs> and just Brees Hall, and it doesn't even fucking matter who your quarterback I mean, yeah, is. And you're starting Shit. running back back. Yeah, Brees Hall coming back next year. I mean, I think that you know there was a lot of hype on him, but he immediately looked electric. Uh, that For game sure. versus the Dolphins, two hundred all purpose yards, was gave fucking him nuts. His opportunity. Yeah. But exactly. I believe I believe one or two of the linemen that they have are younger. Like Elijah Vera Tucker is younger, and one of the other one is younger. But they have some oldies, and they keep trying to get by, like patching up oldies. And like, if you're gonna do that, you need to have youth behind it developing, even if it is like an Austin Jackson type of guy. That's like, you might draft in the first round that might not be able to start day one. Like, Jets are a team that can start looking at shit like that because they have DBs, they have D linemen. They have receivers. Like their offensive you don't need, line you don't obviously need to take needs another help. receiver. It yeah, obviously you needs have, help. You like, have two running backs. They were supposed obviously. to have a top five offensive line. Then they lost lost Mackay Becton in training camp, and then it's been like they're all their tackles have just been swapping out the rest of the year. And then other dudes get hurt trying to carry the weight. I mean, it, it sucks. Like when your team Becton starts to go through that stuff. I think Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's another team that's a really good offensive line away from being a big playmaking type of team between Pickett, Pickens, Pat Firemuth, like the Najee Harris, these young guys. (laughs) So, I I mean, do you guys see Pittsburgh's offense being able to potentially within the next couple of years surpass its defense? Or do you think that the way that team is, that it's always going to be a defensive first team that like has its offense there just to get a couple points here and there? Who's they coaching get... that team? Yeah. <laughs> hey, they're going to be fine, bro. Well, no, they I'm asking if you think, like, the Pittsburgh's been more defensive-based for years. And this year, their defense is better than their offense. Like, that's obvious between... I feel like uh, they they have a good blend of both. Like, they always bring a good blend of both. Like, they've been struggling with offense recently because of Big Ben on his way out and, like, trying to get the next guy up. But, like, they're figuring it out. They're getting it together just takes a little time like we said if they get it to where they had with like the big ben prime ab levy and bell era where you got a 1400 yard rusher an 1800 yard receiver 4000 yard passer like bro they're a contender they're gonna they're gonna compete to win their division they're gonna fight for like a top seed and they're gonna they're gonna run it up in the playoffs but i don't know if pickett's that quarterback they have the rest of the pieces though they have receivers I don't really believe in Deontay Johnson, but he's going to be a solid two to uh, Pickens. And Pat Muth is fire. You have two running backs. I think you could start Jalen Warren and make Najee Harris work for his shit. Like, you know, light a fire under his ass because he was clearly lazy this year. And you can give people some problems, bro. That defense it stays ready. I like the way you said that. Pat Muth is fire. Yeah, he's fryer. There we go. No, you said fire, but like I said fryer. So Deshaun Watson's first game back was everything that we expected and more. So exciting and electric. I mean, this guy couldn't miss a pass. I'm a liar. It was bad, guys. It was real bad. For a while there, he could almost lost. The first drives were bad. I think he was aiming for people's knees because the defender can't catch it there. But like that 
wasn't communicated properly. Maybe that's what it was. He honestly had one of those like plays like he always has where he like rolled out of a sack and then threw it downfield and then it was totally incomplete. And I was like, man, this guy does not look like an MVP candidate and definitely not like 200 and something million dollars guaranteed. Only touchdown in this game was from the defense. So no offensive touchdowns uh, at this in point. In the whole game? In the whole game. Yes. That's retarded. Well, maybe it was that and some. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think you're allowed to say that in 2022 anymore. No, I said I said it, you know. That's, why <laughs> That's the I'm worst. Like, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm like, spread the word to end the word, bro. Like, you're not supposed to say that, but hey, go off, sis. Hey, words only have power. <laughs> or words only have power if we give them power. So we're not going to give it any power right here. So, it's I mean, at this point, back, yeah. <laughs> Watson's not startable, right, for the rest of the season. All those people that have been like, all right, all I got to do is wait till week 13. Watson comes back, make it to the playoffs. Autumn. So wait, that's Watson's over. Watson's startable? <laughs> is he? You have to start him. You have to start 138 him yards oh, and bad, no touchdowns. I mean, if you've my held bad. him Wrong this Watson. whole time, you have to start him. If you're six and seven trying to like scrape into a playoff spot and you need a frisky play, I'm hoping I got Gino go for 50. Maybe, bro, he it was have, just he against have, his old team. A, he could have a Jalen Hurts. Day I don't know. When he, when he threw that interception, that in almost right. got me more excited than anything that happened in the Dolphins game, bro. Like it felt yep. so satisfying. It was this the best. And then there was another play, like, the next drive after that, that they had the ball and he threw it. And I believe it was behind the line and it should have been a scoop and score by the Texans. Yes. And that would have also just been amazing. And like, man, I wish I would have been there for that game. Fuck Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I texted that one in the group text as soon as it happened. Just Deshaun exclamation point. And you were so fired up. <laughs> so pumped, bro. Oh, I saw it live. It was perfect. Yes. It was I bet Houston was pumped, terrible. bro. <laughs> well, Houston's going to be looking quarterback next year. At least they got like, the they number felt one like overall they pick. That game. So they get whoever they want. That That's a good place to be if you're Houston, I guess. Uh, they This past weekend, we had a pretty epic rivalry in the NFC East. And it looks like... We're going to be getting another one next week because they play each other again. Washington versus the Giants. Riverboat Ron versus Dable. It was a this tie. Is this is the first time they ever played each other, and it ended with a tie. I thought that this was pretty stupid, impressive. Though. Why, Why are we tying? Let's get a fucking victory on one side. Yeah, I mean, Let's that would have been great. Get rid of ties. Yeah. Ties I'm are sure. for hockey and soccer. I think, I think both teams were shooting for that. But yeah. no, for real, it no, helped both of them playing. out. It helped both of them out in the long run. So Colby, yes, they were shooting really. for that. Colby, yes, weren't, you, weren't you just hating on soccer and saying that it's legitimately not a real sport because people are happy about tying? And so I'm not happy tying that they tied. And look at how Boom. upset Austin is. He's like, he's just... Rrr, rrr, ties. Ah, that's a and it is. I'm not saying that the ties are good. I'm saying the game. Nobody, is nobody I don't know if you guys say tie. Do it, do it, do it college style where that shit could go nine overtimes. Nobody likes it. It only goes Thank three you. overtimes, even on division bro. weekend. Bro, see whose nah, kicker bro. can kick farther, that's, bro. Do that's something. in the playoffs. And in the playoffs, there are no ties. 
Like once it's the bowl season, then they don't tie. But they tie every other fucking game after third bro, overtime. Bro, bro, bro. One the championship or any of those kind of games, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the it's same in the go. NFL. It, it's, it goes, they don't brother. they don't tie when they can't tie. One yeah. overtime. That's it. That's all we got. During I the mean, they're not, season. dude. They're, it it costs a lot what of money do do to, in the to air they an NFL game. Not you even you know, it's a, a lot of money. Don't give a, me that shit. It's a player health and safety <laughs> thing, so that way they're not playing all these unnecessary minutes and shit. Yeah, like look that. at baseball. Right. They got so fucking eighteen minutes to the eighteen kickers. inning games and shit. Like that's stupid. Just like, like hockey, just play a second game. It's a tie. You guys play again tomorrow. It's a shootout. In hockey, it's a shootout. They got one on one with the with the goalie. So let's just do a kicker. Kick the longest field goal. It's easy. My only point wasn't that ties were no good. Tie. It's that it was an epic matchup. We've got another one the week after. These guys are going to play each other twice yeah, a year for hopefully the rest of their careers because I hope neither one gets fired because they've turned the these teams around. I, I bro, wanted, straight up, I and I've loved Riverboat for a while. I did too. I, I did too. Uh, but I'm not going to say that anymore because yeah. I'm good now. No, I did. I don't know more. It's fine. I, I've learned that I was wrong. Just because he was his OC in college for a second, like, nah, I don't give a fuck. It's McDaniel's easy year. Burt. So Joe Burrow still has not lost to Patrick Mahomes in his career. I think that Patrick Mahomes said on the New Heights uh, podcast that that was the only person that he hasn't beaten yet. Like, of, like, all the young quarterbacks. Like, he beat Tua. He beat uh, Herbert. You know, he's kind of beaten everyone. But Joe just, like, keeps getting him. I'm really glad they lost right now because I think that if they meet in the postseason, we're going to get a different matchup. Uh, Austin, what are you thinking, though? You think Joey B's just cold as ice and he's got Pat's number? Yeah, it pissed me off. I just needed the Chiefs to cover that spread, baby, of minus three. And Mahomes couldn't come through with it. I don't think he has enough real weapons over there. Like, I think he's got weapons, but, like, actual talent. Like, the, the difference in the receiver core for the Bengals is ridiculous like if they cover Kelsey on that final drive then I mean everyone else is kind of a toss-up on whether or not they well, get it done the ball. I mean that was big but like I don't think you can blame him that's I mean, something that happens it's a he's it's trying to fight for more yards I get that but like you know if you're in field goal range go down yeah but yeah, I look, can't really fight against that he'll look back yeah I mean they straight up do uh at this point um I again Bro, think that whenever they play again, it's not happening. I don't care about Joe Burrow. Come see me in the AFC Championship. I know he got him in the AFC Championship last time. It's not just it. Joe Burrow though. It's Samaj P. Ryan. It's uh, fucking Mixon. It's Higgins. It's Chase. It's you know I'm Hayden Hurst before he went down. Like their their team is pretty complete. This offensive line that was supposed to be really good is actually looking kind of decent. It's yeah. Pat, if MVS catches one or two more passes in that game, and if a couple of these guys just catch one or two more passes, Pat wins. Like it's not him. He's gonna draft another guy in the first round next year. They're gonna bring in a fr another free agent that's better than everyone they have. They're gonna move on from the Juju MVS idea. Skymore should get involved more in the next couple of weeks. Maybe if he's gonna be a deal, he is. If he's not, he's not. But they've been talking up Skymore a lot. Like uh, from within the team, uh, talking like Pat and and um, and Kelsey. So I I'm excited to see what Sky Moore can do in the future. Uh, another team that looks like they finally decided to start playing football this past week was Las Vegas, uh, winning divisional game against the Chargers. I mean it's it's a big deal. 
Do you think uh, that it's all Devontae Adams, Justin, or do you think that there's another reason? Uh, it's just Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Either one of those guys go down. They're absolutely torched. And also, on a side note, I think Brandon Staley's getting fired after this season. Please. Undeserving of his job. Never deserved it. Why, why is he a head coach in the NFL? He clearly clearly doesn't get most football 101s he's poor with managing the clock he's poor with timeouts he's poor with personnel how do you not pull a guy that's tapping his fucking helmet like i could go off for an hour about how terrible he is we could pull up film and i'll show you how terrible he is. <laughs> now did you guys hear these reports two or three weeks ago that there were three teams maybe two teams that um sean payton was looking at and one of those teams was the chargers the chargers He's only looking at complete teams. He doesn't want to do a rebuild. He's he looking at these complete teams with young quarterbacks. And just take you're, off. You're going to give Sean Payton Justin Herbert. Bro. <laughs> you're going to give him you're going to give him Mike Williams with Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter. You're going to give him Austin Eckler, bro. Bro, you're going to give him Austin Eckler. Look what he did with uh with fucking He already leads the league in receptions for a running back and he's top 4 overall. He would have 150 receptions at the end of the year. Like we're talking Darren Sproles 5.0. I'm trying to see who the Super Bowl running back was that year for uh Sean Payton. Oh what? shit. I know they this played... answer. Oh yeah, man. Played... Uh, Pierre, uh, Thomas, Pierre Thomas, Pierre Thomas. I believe. I think I might have had him in fantasy. Pretty sure it was Pierre Thomas. Yeah. Uh, they also. Ooh, this is some shitty ass Wikipedia. Hold on. What year did they win it? Two thousand nine. Oh nine. Oh nine. Yeah, I graduated. Yeah, that was Reggie Bush, bro. Hey, Damn. let's go. They did. We got Reggie. it. Respect Reggie. to your young okay. blood. Yeah, I didn't think Reggie was there yet. I thought Reggie was Reggie the year could. after. With Marcus Colston, Devry Henderson, and Jeremy Shockey from the U. Hey, hey. I used to be the OG hey. tight end. And that defense was Jonathan Vilma. That was the headhunter. Uh, Greg uh, Williams defense. What was <laughs> bounty game. The bounty, bounty game. game. Yep. Yeah. Oh, shit. Darren Sharper. Oh, the <laughs> He's the hardest hitting safety in the league. Come on out, you rapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh right. well, you actually can say that. That's actually not a yeah, bad word. He's in prison for that shit. You rapist. If I was on the sideline for the Sean Watson games, I would just have oh. that on my phone and play yeah. it on the microphone over and over again. Over and over, like a big ass boombox on my shoulder. Just come on out, you rapist. Yep. Damn on a lighter happened. note, <laughs> on a lighter note, it looks like Dallas could be one of the most complete teams in the NFL. We talked about them earlier. We were talking about teams that might be able to take Philly out. Um, I mean, at this point, Sut, if you're Dallas's GM, what what pieces are you looking for in the draft? Like, what are you even looking to add? I mean, I feel like I'd have to look at the PFF numbers and all that stuff on their offensive line, but that's always where I start: offensive line, defensive line. It looks like they have the linebackers. I would say maybe they could use another corner aside from Diggs, but it seems like they have some guys developing. It seems like the safeties are okay. You clearly don't need a running back or a receiver. You can keep the guys that you got there and keep them paid. You also Pollard the tight end is he's on yeah, unreal. Pay him. Pay him. I mean, you, you have, have Zeke, like, fucking you have Zeke under contract. 
You have the rest of them under contract. When CD's up, pay him. Uh, your tight end room is deep because we've seen even after Schultz, like those other white guys that look exactly like him. Is are Escobar still there? Because I'm pretty sure that he's fucking phenomenal. Whoa. And like everyone Whoa. they have is just um, Charwin. Uh, Gavin, Gavin Escobar's um, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, he passed away like 10 years ago. Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? Like 10 years is that ago. what I'm thinking of? No, no, he's the one that died. Yeah. He died yeah, instantly. He, like That's a couple months ago. Yeah. Rest, tease and peace. Hey, tease we already knew. So, so to answer your question, no, they don't no, have him. He, no, they don't have him <laughs> anymore. He is not currently on a roster. I guess yeah. that makes sense. But uh You're my yeah, boy, Blue. Defensive line, defensive line, and then honestly, a backup quarterback to develop on Dak. Like I'm doing I'm drafting my Jordan Love, if you will. Like he don't gotta be a first rounder. Yeah, maybe not in the first round. Third round fourth round let him camp behind the same See, way that's where black. if i'm dallas i'm taking a flyer on hendon hooker or possibly praying anthony richardson maybe drops back to from the florida third round from florida that big fucking superman looking dude bro yeah he's he'll go first round because the team's gonna want that fifth year option on him he's gonna run that he's gonna run his combine up and jump a round and a half. So his combine Guaranteed. will make him shoot up. He, his athletic numbers are off the charts. Yeah, so correct and all that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Dak a third rounder? Fourth, yes, sir. He was a fourth rounder. The only reason yep. he got the start his rookie year was because of the the injury Romo. to Romo. Yep. Romo sapien. Yep. <sighs> Dak uh, yep. tends to go down, man. He could end up fucking losing his job. I'm they. They draft themselves a young quarterback in the third or fourth round. Uh, On some tight end news, there's only one tight end (laughs) that matters in football. Travis Kelsey is 300 yards, 21 receptions, and seven touchdowns above the second best tight end in football, which is Mark Andrews. He's in a league of his own. Legitimately. Seven touchdowns. That means also, that they only have five. The most touchdowns any other tight end has is five on the whole season. I could be wrong, but I want to say as far as fantasy relevant tight ends go, he's the only one that has played this entire season healthy. And we talked about that in our tight end episode in the preseason. He doesn't miss games. And he is a target monster. TJ Hawkinson, Cole Komet, and Tyler Conklin. Those are the only other, like, top 10-ish up there tight ends that also have played throughout the entire season. Hawkinson missed a couple games. He's got 12 games played, so he might have, like, been, like, he started the game, and then he, like, didn't finish the game, but then he started again the next week because he's got 12 games played. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I mean, I I get what you're saying. Again, his points, it's 100 points. It's 96 uh, in a PPR format, away from Andrews. I mean, that's that's not what it's supposed to be. That's a it's first round to be a top three. That is a first round draft pick. He's an I will, anomaly. He's I will an take, anomaly. He is though, and that's where he needs to be drafted at. Next year, I would still take him in the fucking first round, but next year might be the last time I take him in the first round because I expect him to fall off maybe a little bit next year. Not twelve touchdowns in twelve weeks, but based off of this season, I mean. Not taking him with the last pick in the first round just seems stupid. Instead of uh, taking like a wide receiver one or like a later round running back there. And I mean, I'm getting Nick Chubb there this past year. And to be honest, like, he's I'd rather have Kelsey. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it is so, what it is there. Yeah. Like, compared like, to Chubb, Chubb's been crushing all year, though. It, yeah, except for the past two weeks, maybe. But I, Kelsey's but got a lot more I, points. That though. means if I took Kelsey, all right, so that means let's say it's a 14 team league and I take Kelsey at 14, I probably still could take Chubb on the next one or another running back of that caliber. And then I know for a fact on that next one, hopefully Saquon fell. Or like, no matter what, I was going running back heavy this again year, there, he so did. it would have worked. Let me put it this way. Sa- you could have got Chubb, <clears throat> Saquon, and... Overall player rankings, like for flex in a PPR league, Travis Kelsey is ranked number 11 overall, whereas Chubb is ranked number 18 overall. In just points, Stefan Diggs, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Josh Jacobs, Justin Jefferson. Those players have more points scored this year than Travis Kelsey. That's it. Everybody else. Now, there's a lot of guys that were supposed to be great that were in the first round, like Jonathan Taylor, like that have obviously been falling off that aren't on this list. But that's my whole point is like I would take that 250 points by week 12 next year. I think it's probably going to happen again. So I, I'm willing to bet on that, like at this point, at least. I'm going to take a petition to uh, remove the NFC South from the playoffs. Are you guys willing to sign it? Yeah, they're a joke. <clears throat> like, people are all, I mean, Bucks fans, for the most part, super fired up about the, the win on Monday night. But, like, it was 17-16. It was sloppy on both sides. Both teams are trash. And they're both going to get the doors blown off of them in the playoffs. They're both poorly coached. Both teams clearly don't like their coaches. And, like, it's just bad vibes on both sidelines. So, I think those two teams don't deserve to be in. I think... I hope the Falcons can find a way to just push their way in, or maybe Steve Wilkes can push the Panthers through a little bit further. I just want one of those teams to get in instead of either of the teams that I just saw. And every team has a chance because the division sucks so bad. I feel like Washington and the Lions deserve it more. I mean, not based off of their records, but just based off of the way their teams play. They can't win the NFC South. Uh, yeah, well, I understand that. That's what I'm saying. My petition about? is to remove the NFC South. It's going to be a fourth. Yeah, it's going to be a fourth wild card spot. So we're just yeah, going to remove the NFC that. South totally, uh, and then there will be you know the Cowboys, the Giants, hey. the Seahawks, and then Washington Lions. Right now, it's it's a toss up. It reminds uh, me of how the NFC East was a few years back, when a team below 500, they finished the season seven and nine. And made the playoffs. I mean, that was the Giants. Was uh, the Giants. Every time they made, uh, yeah, they they, the they won the Super Bowl. Year. They they the whenever they won it in two thousand and um, whenever they took it from Tom Brady the first time, that they Bro. were the the six seed. They were like total they not eight, seven and nine. They were eight. Now they were eight and eight that season, but they eight were eight. the last seed in, and they yeah. got hot and took it. But uh, it was the Seahawks, I believe, that got in a couple of years ago at seven and nine. They they won their division with a losing record, and that was one of those ugly years before McVay, before Shanahan, before that division just became good overnight. Like, yeah, for real. But I think was, if the Lions beat Minnesota that was this against week, Peyton, right? Uh, y- yes, uh, maybe. I don't Seahawks, know. Seahawks, Broncos, and then next year it was like Broncos, Panthers. Yeah, that Peyton Broncos team when he was just carrying with his broken neck, having the uh, Von Miller defense and everything else get after it. No, if Goff beats Minnesota this week, which I think he can, uh, it's just the Jets, Carolina, Chicago, and then he closes with Green Bay. 
bro, they can make the playoffs straight up without like us having to get rid of the NFC South. They can squeeze in there with that fucking again, the NFC is top heavy. There's three teams there, they got some good D. And that's what keeps them in it. That's what she said. Is there well I think I think that's a really awkward point for an ad break, but we'll do it here anyways. See you guys back uh, after you listen to Justin for 30 seconds. Welcome back to the show. Hope that ad break was everything you guys were hoping for and more. We're going to go through the Angels in the end zone, the Thursday night football matchup, and then the PFP matchups of the week. I know you guys have been very patiently waiting for them all week long. But we'll start it off with the Angels. I'm going to give mine first. Uh, I have already highlighted this player once this season. I also realized while picking my Angel this week that I do tend to pick someone on my fi- my fantasy team almost every week. Not every week, but almost every week. And this week like we're going with... This guy every week. No, I, I picked Devontae Adams last week. We're going Amon Ra, Julian, Heru, Jay, St. Brown, the, the Sun God. Dude was the second highest scoring fantasy player in football, the most scoring was Devontae Adams, which we highlighted last week. It's why we didn't pick him this week. I mean, he was fucking absolutely electric. But Amon, if you guys watched that game, I mean, I think a lot of the reason that they took off early was because of him. A lot of the reason that they took off late was because of him. He was just absolutely fucking everywhere. Playmaker. And uh, was Jameson Williams in that game? I didn't notice him. He, he actually played sparingly, but... Yeah, he didn't play very much. They're just easing him in right now just to... Smart. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's what I would do with him. Well, uh, Justin, did you have any angels, uh, you know, picking your players up and then just dragging him into the end zone? Yeah, uh, not on my fantasy team, but we talked about uh, the beginning of the episode. A.J. Brown simply because he just gave a middle finger to the entire Titans franchise and went off for two touchdowns versus them. Absolutely mossed a dude on the second touchdown. One of his, his first touchdown, he scored before that, but they called it back due to a penalty. And so he scored on the very next play because the cornerback fell down. To me, it was just the best car no, game. He for tackled him. He tackled, he tackled the cornerback. Now, it yeah. wasn't totally his fault. Me and Austin watched this live, and the cornerback bit on his first move so hard that he lost his balance, kind of fell forward a little bit, so that whenever he cut to go upfield, the dude was just like, uh, where do you want me to go? And he just literally ran him over. I'm glad they didn't call the penalty because the corner lost his balance. He should have backed mm-hmm. away. He should have moved out of the, the way of the receiver. It was after five yards. Austin is a Cowboys fan, and this was a Philly player, so obviously he thinks there should have been a flag. Oh, the flag. Ran right into him. Not only just ran into him, like, just tackled him straight into the ground. All right, Austin, well, whose hot dog are you eating this week? That boy, uh, Joseph Lee Burrow, you know, 6-0 and against them Chief boys. That is a clip. I love that he didn't deny it. You didn't deny it at all, bro. You're just digging in on that fucking hot dog. Wait, pause. Wait, pause. 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 Pause.
I said, who's, whose hot dog are you on? And you said, Joseph Lee I was Burrow. just ready to go, bro. I was just ready to go. <laughs> Man, that's got a slizzy. I didn't know, man. That, I was ready to go. Wait, what? Someone clipped that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that one for Christmas. Oh, uh, well, he uh, does Austin. Patrick's number though. What I mean, they had two eighty-six passing yards, two tutties, eleven rushing attempts for forty-six yards. You don't see that that from him often. And a eleven attempts touchdown. is high. That's a lot of attempts yeah. for him. Hey, he liked to get jiggy with it. What it takes to win the game, nah, bro. Nah, I mean, nah, he's nah, he's nah, gritty nah. guy. Like that's why I think he's been winning so what much. I'm glad to see their offensive line well, set. Right he got up. a gritty boy on his team, the true gritty boy, Jamar Chase. You know what I'm saying? All right. He don't get no respect for that though. I mean, Burrow, Burrow's good. I think the biggest thing about it is that he took out Pat Mahomes again, and he's remaining perfect, which is just absolutely absurd that someone is undefeated against him. But you know, team sport, that whole thing, and. Burrow's a baller. He uses the weapons around him, and he he brings out the best in people. That's something that people can't really deny. Like, did Sounds in college, like a great guy. doing it now. Yeah, he's chill. I mean, if if I may, I can go ahead and talk about my angel. I think a guy that might be a little bit chiller, might be a little bit cooler, Jalen Alexander Hurts Sr. More chill than Alabama. be chill? I don't know about that. 10 and 1. Hey, eleven and one actually. Sorry, <laughs> forgot one. <laughs> they're they're allowed to at this point. They've got so many. They just left one behind. It didn't even matter. Hey, boy was looking impressive. He is so calm, taking off and running for a hundred yards a game. He's so calm. Whether it's I got to chuck it to AJ or they took AJ away and I got to feed it to Devontae. He lost Dallas Goddard and it looked sus for I don't know seventeen seconds. And he hasn't skipped a beat. He's making it work. It's a, it might be a Miles Sanders game. It might be somebody else's game. But every single week, he's doing it for me. And in my league that I feel like I drafted just amazingly, he's carrying right now. It was my first time hitting 10 wins in a league. And I beat Grayson dropping his best week of the season. I just dropped 174 on his 160-something. Like, it just, you know... That's Jaylen, winning teams an right there. You hey. know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's got a Mon Ra, you know? Everyone's got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But not everyone's going to start Drake London, who was almost my angel, because that helped push over the top, and he finally showed up. But 40 points, bro? Like... the He was unstoppable. I, I'm afraid of seeing them in the Super Bowl. The Kelsey brothers are talking about having like a special episode whenever the Chiefs and the Eagles both make it. And it's like, that's not bullshit. Like, that's a totally real possibility that those are the two teams we see in the Super Bowl right now. Like, that's yeah, the Dolphins, favorite. Yeah, Dolphins, Eagles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Cowboys, Cowboys, Chiefs, if y'all want to be disrespectful. So, as you guys listen to this on your. Uh, Wednesday morning drive. We'll go ahead and give you the Thursday night matchup. Uh, we're looking at the Raiders going to the Rams. Six point given to the Rams with Baker Mayfield. I don't know about that. I'm just kidding. Raiders probably should have this. Rams don't even look like a fucking football team anymore. Those boys are either going to retire at the end of the season uh, or something. I honestly don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think that Baker makes much of a difference. That plus six seems kind of kind. 
uh, with how much the Raiders put been putting up like 37, 30, 28, like the last couple of games. I don't think the Rams can do that. The over under is at 44.5. So, I mean, if Rams can put up a couple of tutties, you know, that shit should take. hit. But yeah, Ram, uh, Raiders should take this game. Easy clap. Well, Austin, before we get into the matchups of this week, do you want to go through the standings and let uh, everyone know how bad everyone's been doing so far this season? Yeah, we all w- went uh, like two and three last week, so this wasn't Pretty too good. good. Yeah, it wasn't too shabby, you know. It was a rough week. You can turn it around uh, from two and three, boys. Don't worry. Hey, you sure can. One more victory so and we're above 500. I'm, I'm sitting at 18 and 11 and one. Colby's at 13, 16 and one. Justin is at 12, 17 and one. And Sut is at five and five. Straight 500, boy. Hey, we do it. <laughs> it's a lot better than me and Justin at this point. All right, so uh, what so kind we'll of matchups do, are we looking at? We'll get. We'll do a lot better this week. We got the Vikings taking on the Lions. The Lions, oh my God, are favored by two point five. Can you? I saw that this line. I Lions saw that. That's favored? crazy. Yes. yes, Lions are yes. favored. What are we doing? Smash it! Lions it's a divisional a game. What? Yeah. Lions by a touchdown, bro. Jared Goff fucking career day. Defense gets after it. I don't care if Aiden Hutchinson has five sacks, bro. It's going to be one of those Dan Campbell-like state. They're, they want the playoffs, bro. We, we remember them in hard knocks, how angry they were about losing. They want whatever it takes. If it's only Kirk Cousins. Honestly, like, I, I'm it's with a one Sutt o'clock on this game. one. I'm with it's Sutt. a 1 o'clock game. It, I want to mention that it's Kirk in, Cousins it's in does Detroit. really well at 1 o'clock. It's in Detroit. Yeah. It's in Detroit. I don't, it's I don't in, think you want that smoke. It's going to be loud. Jay Jets is going to go up for 250. That's fine. Uh, yeah, it, it's really a Monroe against. It's really a Monroe against uh, JJ. I mean, kind Bro. of, kind of. I think like, they play who's going to have the better day. I think they just keep trying to pound it with Jamal Williams and Swift, and just keep J Jets off the field where you don't. Yeah, have but to what worry about, about the them. the duo for the Vikings? You forgetting about Cook? They Madison? don't have that same offensive line. I mean, it's not bad. They, don't it, do that. they, they both have the bad ball. defenses. I think it's going to be a shootout. What's the over under on this one? The over under is uh, at fifty three point five. Yeah. It must be echoing here. <laughs> uh, Justin, who are you taking for this one? Vikings. And Austin, did you did you name yours yet? I mean, oh, you're, it sounds like you're day, going Vikings. Man. Come on now, Austin's going to be gritty and we a big Viking <laughs> fan. Over Austin here. out there blowing that Gallahorn. Wow, I'm yeah. gritty. Triple threat, baby. <laughs> While he's eating on them hot dogs. I was about to say, <laughs> only one. Lizzie's. Hey, there's only one Pause. hot dog he takes, all right? Joseph Lee Burrow, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> What's our next uh, matchup we're and looking Herbies. at, Austin? Uh, we got the Ravens taking on the Steelers. Steelers are favored by minus 2.5 because of the injury for Lamar Jackson. I I still kind of have faith in Huntley, but I also have more faith in the Steelers. I, I like the way they're clicking and that defense is coming together. Ravens couldn't put up no points. We know they can't put up any points with no weapons. So I think if Steelers. this game's close, then um, whenever the Steelers have to go to the Ravens, I might take the Ravens then. But uh, in in Pittsburgh, I don't think that Huntley's going to be able to survive that type of environment uh, without getting sacked a bunch and, and losing your just making mistakes. It's going to be part of the game plan. So I think Steelers minus two point five right now. I like the Steelers as well. Um, 
Huntley, I mean, he gives you the same type of stuff Lamar can, so the offense doesn't change that much. But the Steelers have been looking good here lately. You're getting them at home. The over-under for this game is the lowest of any slate all week. It's 36.5. And I still think I would take the under on that. The next yeah. the next closest one is the Bucks and the 49ers. That's 37.5. Again, think I would take the under on that. So and then the call. next closest one is above 40. So, like, they see no points being scored in this game. I think it easily could end as a 13 to 10 game, if that. So, yeah, I'll take the Steelers at home. I really, really want to pick Baltimore, like, really bad. But there's no reason to. If J.K. Dobbins was coming back, cool. You have, like, a spark. You have life. If Gus Edwards was coming back, cool. I think Gus Edwards is back, but he didn't look good last week. He had, I think, uh, like, 16 carries for 12 yards, something crazy. He, he looked real but bad. But that's, that's not back. That's okay. just on the team. Okay. Well, I, want, I mean, I playing. Yeah, I got you. Say, Let's, say, yeah. Saquon this year is back, you know. Hey, that True. Boy back, back. It's crazy. Hey, and, if, and they're going to have to pay sick, him or else he's gone. He's coming to Miami. I but uh, <laughs> if the Ravens are 8-4 and four right now and it's solely on Lamar dragging them to eight wins because that's what we've seen it being, I don't think they get through this one. I think it's... 14 to 7 or 10 to 7, something stupid like that, but the Steelers win. So you're taking the Ravens or are you taking the Steelers? Steelers. Steelers. Okay. All right. I thought I was making sure. Unfortunately, I don't want to. I want to. Yeah. I mean, Ravens, I've, I've been taking but... Ravens all year. I've been so worried about taking the Steelers, but this game, it just seems like the Steelers are getting hot. They're not turning the ball over. That's and... They're going to win football games like that. As good of a coach as Harbaugh is, and as much as you can scheme around anything, um, they want to hold that spot and win their division. They're falling apart at the wrong time while Cincinnati's getting hot. And yep. like, sorry, bro, it's not looking good. So the Jets are taking on the Bills, and I think they're getting disrespected like a motherfucker. We just talked about two divisional matchups, and the spread was 2.5. The spread of this game is 9.5 in favor of the Bills. And the Jets have already beaten the Bills. And Mike White looks better than the Jets have Joe looked Flacco. all year. Like, again, no, yeah, I not, get that. But he's the not Jets getting have the touchdowns like the, Flacco was, but he definitely looks like he's a better playmaker than Flacco. Like, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I, I think it's because it's, it's in uh, the Bills' territory, and I think uh, that they're getting hit by, like, another huge snowstorm. Uh, so, that there's expected to be really bad. Um, but I don't think that, that makes boys the are game. ready for it. I think that makes the game closer. I think I'm really still I'm scared to not take the Bills here just because, like, they put up so many points normally. They look bad for a little bit, but it looked last week like they were on their way back. Jets um, have a good defense. They do. And Bills' defense is kind of getting hurt. My gut but says then, still take the Bills. I'm not trying to dissuade you anyway. I'm no, no, no. Jets. Uh, that's what I'm going to take. It's... Bill's defense is banged up, but it's 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 ready enough for damn Mike White. Mike White is not it. Everyone needs to cut it out. I'm sick of it. Bills win. Put in Joe Flacco. Like, shut up. It's not Mike White. It's not. No, Zach we know they I know. I get the Bills are winning, 
but like, do they cover the, the, the ten? The points? spreads that they win by ten. I think they win by fourteen. I think this yeah. they might win by twenty one. Okay. This isn't going to be close. Like weather okay. aside, no matter what it is. Like, I mean, I haven't seen was, Mike White lose by a big lead yet. You know, by yeah, a big but, margin. But when it gets to that fourth quarter and like the pass rush is starting to get after you, like Mike White's going to throw the ball away, like he did at the end of the last game, and it's going to happen sooner in Buffalo because it's going to be cold and he's going to be stressed and. It, I don't know. I don't believe in Mike White. He's he's trash. So I'm actually going to take the Jets in this just because the last game they played, it was with Zach Wilson. It wasn't Flacco. Zach Wilson was 18 for 25 for 154 yards and a touchdown. I absolutely think Mike White can put that up, if not more, versus the Bills. We saw Jared Goff do it. Josh Allen only had 205 yards passing, two interceptions, no touchdowns on the day, ran for 86 yards and two touchdowns versus the Jets. I don't think it's going to be very high scoring because the Jets do have a good defense. The Bills have a good defense, and they keep that clock running. So because of that, like you said, Austin, I think the 9.5 is a little disrespectful to the Jets simply because they beat them with Zach Wilson essentially being irrelevant. They had so, Brees yeah, Hall still. No, they did not. They, they only played him a few weeks ago. Michael Carter was their leading rusher for 76 yards. James Robinson had 48 yards. They split the carries 12 to 13. Zach Wilson had, like I said, 154 yards passing and a touchdown. Like, there was nothing offensively that was done that should have beaten the Bills, yet they did. And like I said, that defense, I think they can keep... I don't expect them to win in Buffalo, but I think it, they keep it within the 9.5. Not having Vaughn Miller is going to be huge. And I'm pretty sure he's on a four-week IR or something at this point. Like, he's... Yeah. That, that's big for their defense. But their defense was solid last year as well. Like, not not at the caliber that it was, like, the first couple of weeks of this year. Also, Buffalo's just been letting teams hang around. Like, these last few weeks, like I mentioned with Jared Goff, the Lions hung around with them. They're pulling out the victories and getting the wins like they're supposed to, but it's becoming way too sketchy for them. I think that what they did to New England last week, New England putting up 10, Buffalo putting up 24, that that's similar as to what we're going to look at this week, and that's in Buffalo, not in New England, not in Foxborough. I think that New England's not as good of a team as the Jets, but they have a better defense. I prefer New England's defense, Matt Judon, uh, than I would uh, the new, uh, the Jets. So I still think Bills, Bills probably can cover. All right. And Austin, I'm cool. assuming you're taking the Jets as well. Yeah, I said that earlier. I'll take the Jets. Um, so for our fourth matchup, this is another divisional matchup, fourth in a row. We got the Browns going on to take the Bengals in the Battle of Ohio. The Bengals are favored by six points. I think that's reasonable. I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns come through with this win, though. But I'll take the Bengals here, minus six. They got they got weapons over there. I'm gonna I like take the... the. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, sir. No, you go ahead, dude. No, you so go ahead, bloody. sir. Oh my so I'll god. Go All right, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Okay. Uh so I'm gonna go ahead and say uh Austin's boyfriend pulls this one out, but the booty bandit's gonna bring it. And their defense, like we were talking about earlier, that defense was nutty professor boy. 
they're all over the place. So it's going to be a very good game. I think minus six is kind of aggressive. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think if Joe Burrow doesn't protect the ball, they'll lose quickly. But I think he has been. Yeah. And I think he knows the importance of this one. It's a really good opportunity to jump the Ravens for first, especially with Lamar down and them playing Pittsburgh playing well. Like it's a recipe for them to jump. So jump, get it done. I'm taking Bengals, but wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way. So I like the Bengals as well. I mean, you're looking at the number one ranked offense statistically through PFF, however much you want to lean on PFF rankings and shit. Regardless, they're a top five offense overall going up against a bottom half of the league defense. The Browns offense last week looked completely inept versus that Houston Texans defense who we just saw get absolutely torched. And the Bengals have a solid defense this year running about the middle of the pack. So, I mean, all the metrics tell me I need to take the Bengals here. Being at home, I absolutely think they can win by a touchdown. So minus 0.6 to me is a gift because I think it should be minus 7, even minus 7.5. To make them win by 8 or more. I I agree. Um, I think that it's a little bit light on it because of Deshaun maybe, or maybe they think that defense scoring all those points last week is what's going to happen next week. Like that's a lot to bet on. I think the Bengals are an easy bet at minus six. Uh, They're an electric offense with, if you put both offenses up next to each other, like, yeah, you have Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is not better than T Higgins or Jamar chase. Like he's, he's better than Tyler Boyd. But like that's like that's what we're looking at. So I don't think that they have anything that can cover. And Mixon should be back this week. I think they should held be. him out this week. I don't think it matters if he is. P. Ryan looks like I a don't fucking either. But man. it just gives you another guy. Exactly. Which once he comes back, Chug. it's a little bit scary. I think uh, the Bengals running attack whenever they have both of those guys because they look different. They don't run the same type of style. So that kind of thunder and lightning thing might be. A little bit scary in the postseason. All right, so for our final matchup, we're going to have the Miami Dolphins take on the Chargers. Chargers are plus three on the spread. And, uh, yeah, this should be a good matchup. So what are you, you thinking, know, Austin? high-powered offenses. I've gone first every time. I'm going to let y'all think no, you this haven't. one through. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. All right, I'm going I'm to go with the Chargers. Uh, I got my boy Herbie all day. Oh, do you? Yeah, know? I knew he was going to That shit was trash can. That's, also why we, that's yeah. also why we made you go first, nigga. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, so, so you know that Sut is not going to be traveling all the fucking way to the West Coast three time zones away to be taking the fucking Chargers on this one. So that one seems pretty easy. I'm going front and center <laughs> to SoFi to watch Tua Dang 40 on Justin Herbert's pretty ass hairdo. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> So I'm going to take my bias out of it and throw in just facts here. You're looking at the number two overall ranked offense going up against the number 23rd overall ranked defense. The Chargers, meanwhile, only boast the number 14th ranked offense going up against the Dolphins 20th ranked defense. Not that good of a defense, however... 
I think the way we've seen Herbert make mistakes in the end of games, the way the Dolphins have been able to get pressure on quarterbacks and force them into throws that they don't want to make, and the way I think the offense and just how high-flying it is and can score at the drop of a hat, I've, I've taken the Dolphins minus three here. I think the Dolphins win by seven, maybe even six. We'll, we'll give them six. We'll give you the extra point there, Austin. Oh, I didn't I, see that coming. I'm, no, we're all, you know, we're all taking the Dolphins. Like, it's oh, just, yeah. but it's, and like, I took, you can't say nothing. I took the Niners last week and gave factual basis as to why I was taking the no, Niners. No, yeah, I got that. It's the same I, thing I with that. the Dolphins here. Yeah, I by think, the way, uh, I don't know I how the she Dolphins found out. are dominating. But absolutely. Um, do- yeah, your mom texted me. She was, oh, right. she did. Okay. Yeah. Hey, which means she listens to the podcast. Shout out, Cheryl. Hey, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, taking the Dolphins, even taking, I would take the over. The over right now is at 51.5. I would take mm. that. I think there's going to be points of plenty. I think this game ends 34 to 31, possibly. I think it looks a lot like the Chiefs game did a couple weeks ago whenever the Chiefs came back and beat them. I think that they're going to make it tough on us. They're definitely going to stop us from doing what we want. Our offensive playmakers are more electric than the Chiefs. They have Travis Kelsey and then a bunch of B-list players. We have two premier guys. So, like, it's going to be harder. Huh? Oh, uh, Tyreek Hill. And then a bunch of B-tier guys. And then the Dolphins have two premier guys. You know, they yeah, got Tyreek Hill. They're playing the Chiefs. And Trent, Trent Shurfield. So, obviously, they're, you know, they're going to win. I mean, it's not even a fucking question. I can't believe you put this one on here. So that We're you could Chiefs, intentionally though. lose one. I know. I I said that this game's going to look a lot like the Chargers Chiefs game oh, two fucking minutes ago. So you, he said so you could yeah. intentionally use one. Yeah. Well, Austin <laughs> wanted to lose one. He wanted to lose this one. He lost some money nah, on the Dolphins easy, last week. Easy claps. They keep it happens. so close, bro. And not only that, but just like with and you know being Dolphins fans, I am glad we saved this for the end because if people want to check out, peace. Appreciate it. But with how last week went and how they had it on the tip of their fingers and all the emotion in that game, I just fully expect that team to get right next week. Yes, the Chargers are also coming off a loss and they're playing for their playoff lives. But there's nobody on that Chargers defense that can hold a candle to anybody in the wide receiver core for the Dolphins. Derwin James is not keeping up with anybody that we have on the outside. Joey Bosa is not playing in this game. Khalil Mack, you lock him down. If Teron Armstead's back, I freaking pray to God. You're you're putting uh, up 40 points on that defense. Two is is fine. They've already said he's going to play. He's not 100%. They've already said he's going to play. I mean, he got fucking worked last week. He got worked by Devontae. Like, hey. I mean, he has looked good all year. Besides last week, I haven't seen him He's really nice. get, like, torch like that. But, I mean, there hasn't been great. a corner that can lo- has locked down Tyreek all season. Jets I mean, fans can come at me with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed all they want. He had Skylar Thompson throwing him the ball that game. So, that's an asterisk on your whole damn season. Yeah, bro. We'll see fucking uh, weeks, week 17 whenever we play we'll the Jets the, again. We'll see at the end when it doesn't matter for us and it doesn't matter for y'all because we'll have already locked in our playoff positioning and we can rest our starters and you guys will be fighting for whatever. 15, I was going to say, too, won't be playing that game either. Yeah, if, if, 
if we're not pushing for number one seed. If we can get that rest week, I think that we we play every single game. Oh well, obviously, yeah. But but if, but if we're out of contention for that, if it's between third and fourth seed, fuck that shit. Who cares? I think I think losing to the Niners this past week just took that away. Yep. Like, it didn't not. totally take to, it away. We have to keep winning, and we need the Bills to drop it. And the Chiefs. And the Chiefs. And they the both Chiefs have to drop, to drop one. One yeah. or two. Yeah. So it's it's rough sledding going forward for that number one. Hey, seed. we're only one game out. Uh, we're only At least eight, so I don't have an eight eagle four to, deal to the with. nine and three. You know, it's now, not hey, like the division's not out of games, reach. Yeah. The division's not out of reach, and not that's still all. a home playoff game. Win these next two, we basically win the division. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. And honestly, much. I'll take two seed and be home uh, they, throughout. We beat except the, for the AFC Bills, Championship. We're game. winning the division easily. I'll That's, take two home games and then play in uh, in Kansas City. And like, if we lose that game, like I said earlier, like that is so fucking good for our season. Like we are a legit contender. Everyone can shut the fuck up. And the amount of free agents we're gonna get wanting to come play for us, our offensive line is gonna be all new players next year. Austin. So why are you why are you talking about like the top three in each side? Uh, so you got the Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, and you got the, like the Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers, or is it Vikings? Based off of like injury with the quarterback for the 49ers. Uh, even with injury, uh, that's a good fucking call. I mean, yeah, I, I guess we have, have to, to see go how Vikings. they play and shit. Uh, but yeah, exactly. If 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 I'm legit like right, and in. and Purdy could be replaced by a fucking robot, and, and nobody would notice then I think uh, the 49ers. But if if Purdy ends up making a bunch of mistakes before Jimmy G gets back, then the Vikings look like the team, the third best team in the NFC. Well, boys, I think that that's enough uh, of us talking and you guys listening. So thanks for, for joining us on the Pro Football Pod. Go ahead and catch us again next week. You guys know the Twitters. They are in the description.